This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Wednesday live cast here on Twitch. Mm -hmm. And of course, if you can't catch us live 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can always listen to us on iTunes or catch us on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Check it out however you enjoyed the show. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 614 of Signals from the Frontline. And today we're going to be talking about the SoCal Open, the event we just ran this previous weekend, and of course the Orc Codex, as well as some community news. Very, very nice. Thanks. Good intro. My name is Reese, and always... Uh, or often called Rhesius on the interwebs. That is not my actual name. Mm-hmm. It's always funny when people come up to you at a convention, they're all, Rhesius. And I'm like, that, that's not my name. But that's cool. And uh, with me is uh, the, the actual name, uh, Fat, Fat Jay Sleaze. With the PH. Yes. <laughs> Jason is my co-host. So we're going to go ahead and dive in, get talking about some of the cool stuff that has been going on. Yeah. So first of all, big news. We have a brand new FLG mat available for you. It's called Battlefield. Mm -hmm. And it is available at a 20% discount during the release period, which is now through November 13th, 2018. Check it out. Very cool. It's a simple mat, but uh, oftentimes the simple mats are the most popular. Mm -hmm. And uh, it evokes a setting that it would be perfect for like a a game in World War I, trench warfare, Mm -hmm. a lot of the settings in uh, 40K, Death Corps of Krieg. Uh, it would be really good for uh, Flames of War, Bolt Action, 40K, 30K. It'd be really good even for Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty simple mat, but uh, it's got a ton of detail. And basically, it's a blasted battlefield with a lot of crate blast craters and such from artillery or, yeah. or explosions. And it would look really good with like the Wall of Martyrs mm-hmm. exactly. uh, terrain set. That's kind of what we had in mind when we yeah. designed it, or the Wall of Martyrs. A bunch of craters. Yeah. Um, I, I actually think it would look okay like if you put... Um, like kind of a, a jungle-ish on there as well. Like trees and yeah. such. Yeah, that would totally work. So it's a, it's a very versatile mat. Like we said, it's, it's relatively simple, but that means that it can be used with a wide variety of terrain setups. Mm-hmm. And uh, check this out. If you want to pick one up, again, 20% discount during the release period, which is a significant savings. And we offer free shipping within the continental United States for orders $99 and up. So if you wanted to grab another mat that you had your eye on, Maybe some ITC terrain you think would look good on this field base would be a good choice. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just pick up some GW product. You can do so and save additional money on shipping. Pretty cool. Indeed. Yeah, I like this map. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, we have a, uh, we actually have a Wall of Martyrs uh, terrain set that uh, it's built. I just need to paint it. And it's going to, we're going to set up a couple of these to go on this map. Cool. I think it'll look really good. Yeah, this looked good in the uh, display, display trays as well. It did, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. for like a National Military Army or yeah. something like that. So the SoCal <clears> Open <throat> has come and gone, and it was great. Uh, we had an awesome turnout, uh, significant growth over last year. And kind of a bummer that uh, the weather was so bizarre that weekend. Uh, it was crazy foggy mm-hmm. and overcast. And it's <laughs> like, I've lived in San Diego off and on since 1999, and I've literally never seen it like that before. It was bizarre. Like a ton of flights actually got canceled that morning mm-hmm. because it was so foggy. So that was kind of a bummer, but because we were hoping people could come and get the beach experience. But uh, it turned out to be really nice for the event itself mm-hmm. because it was nice and cool. Yeah, and it cleared up during the day. It did a little as, bit as normal. But it was yeah. it was crazy because the weekend before it was eighty five degrees. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, like right after the event, it was seventy four degrees, clear skies. Yeah. Right, it was literally just Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday mm-hmm. that we had this like bizarro weather. That aside though, everyone, no one was complaining about it. I, it was just me personally, I was kind of hoping everybody could come and get the beach, the sunny beach experience that is so normal here. Mm-hmm. But uh, it ended up being really nice for the event itself because as we said, it was really cool mm-hmm. and it was super comfortable inside the hall. Mm-hmm. It didn't even really need to run the AC. Mm-hmm. Um, again, awesome event. Thank you so much everybody that came. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Everybody that was that we spoke with had a good time. Uh, the event ran extremely smoothly. 
It always does. It's one of those uh, ones where the, the hardest part is just to set up and take down. Even that's not so bad. It's not so bad because yeah. we had a lot of people helping out. And again, thank you to everybody that helped. Um, and there was a little drama between two players, which got totally blown out of proportion on the internet. Mm -hmm. But it was such a nothing. It's not even worth talking about. It was just two A-type guys, bumped heads. And then people somehow twisted it into like some like kung fu back alley brawl, which absolutely was not Which even would have been way cooler. It would have been way cooler. We would have stopped everything, circled up. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, it was just two guys got in a mild argument at the table, and then one guy stopped playing. That was mm -hmm. it. So Somebody took his ball and went home. Said, yeah. You know what? I'm not dealing with this. Yeah. So it's not even worth really discussing because it was such a minor incident, but it did get sort of blown out of proportion online. As they do. As they do. Mm -hmm. uh, in general, and I don't know what it is. It's funny because I was talking to some of the guys. I was like, I don't know what it is, but like the BAO, the SoCal Open, a lot of these events that occur on the West Coast, there's just like essentially no – Trauma, no sportsmanship issues, except for we had the one exception. Mm -hmm. uh, it's I don't know what it is. It's just like people here are just like way more just chill. More right? laid back. Yeah, it's just super laid back, you know. Everybody's taking advantage of that. Uh, I don't get it. I mean, I personally don't get anybody ever getting heated during a game. I've never, I mean, it's just maybe my personality, but like, I don't know. Some people take it. Some people take it really seriously, yeah. which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. If somebody wants it enough to like cause problems, then you just give it to them. You're like, you know what, dude? Obviously, this just means a lot more to you than me. Yeah. Have it, and usually that's even more insulting to the person than getting like really upset with them. It's just being like, hey, obviously you're being a, a weirdo about it, so go ahead. You it's know, just like, oh, I guess I am being weird. It's, you it's just you come to play the game, and like <laughs> if you if you are in, you find yourself in a situation where there is some sort of a sportsmanship issue, call the judge. Yeah. That's what we're there for, and mm -hmm. we'll resolve the situation. So. Anyway, enough about that. It yep. was a really super minor issue at the very end of the event, so it's not not that big of a deal. But yep. what we did get was a really great turnout for 40K. We had some really solid growth over the year before. Mm -hmm. The SoCal Open is going to become a massive event. It's just a matter of time. And one of the things that people commented on liking about it the most was the fact that um, everybody had an eight-foot table to themselves, yeah. and there was 10 foot between the table in all directions. No two tables touched each other. Mm -hmm. So you have a ton of space. Now, of course, as we grow, that will become less, uh, we won't have the room we'll to do that. Mm -hmm. But for the next, I would say, a couple of years, you can expect to have a table to yourself, an eight-foot table, and uh, tons of room, mm -hmm. uh, very comfortable. It's nice and breezy in there, so it never gets too hot. And it was just a really nice event. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was great. I mean, everyone was friendly. It was um, nice to see everybody. You know, the growth was nice, seeing people who weren't there last year. It was cool. It was a cool event. I can't believe it's over already because we were talking about it for so long. Well, and yeah, it's, it's, it's so much done and gone. Work. I know. Because, yeah. again, like, because the LVO is growing so much, like, mm -hmm. we're always making terrain. Yeah. So we had to make almost all, all the terrain again for this event. And it's, you know, it's, we're talking. We have somebody who literally comes in every week. And they, he sits in the office and builds terrain. I, I put job. 20 hours minimum a yeah. week. In and that's year, re, year round at this point. Yeah. yeah. And it, it is what it is, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, for the LVO, we have 11, we have over 1,100 unique 40K players. Mm -hmm. AOS is over 150. So you're talking about, you know, 1,250 players that need a table, you know, divided by two. And that's how many right. tables you need. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Now we could just cut styrofoam. We're not going to do that. No. Um, not, yeah, not this year. And the standard to which we've elevated the terrain to, like the standard which we've set for ourselves because we want to have the best terrain mm -hmm. in the world. Now, there are going to be some small events that are, you know, that have like 20 tables and each table is just a work of art. We're never going to be able to match that on the scale that we're operating at. But for the volume of tables that we need to make, the, the standard to which we are putting out is Bar none, it's it's mm -hmm. it's amazing. I have total confidence in saying the SoCal tables are amazing. They're amazing. Every single table was great. Gorgeous. And I'm not just saying that because like we did it, but like as a person who goes to tournaments, like very nice terrain, uniform. Yep. It was just yeah, it looked really good. Every table. So we we had a vision back in the day when we did the first BAO. <clears throat> we had this vision of every table being a themed table that matched, right? That had mm -hmm. good coverage and that was um, that that had, was telling a story. Like you're. You're in a place when you're playing the game. It's not just random shit thrown mm -hmm. on the table. But we've never been able to do it because there's always been some restriction that we were working against, like budget, mm -hmm. time, um, you know, the inability to, 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 to get our hands on the product soon enough. There's always been something holding us back from achieving that goal. Finally, we're in a place where we can do it. And we did a, uh, we did a conquistador at the LVO 2018 
is we burned the ships. We took all the old terrain mm-hmm. and got rid of it, all of it. Like we're yeah. talking about like 150 tables worth of terrain. Mm-hmm. We got rid of it and we're like, we are committing to getting every single table being a, a, a themed set of good looking terrain. And then of course the LVO went absolutely bonkers this year with it in terms of attendance. So it's mm-hmm. like, it was like a double whammy, mm-hmm. right? Like, and But the thing is we're, we're on track to do it, right? Like every single table at, at the SoCal Open was like, this is a set of terrain that was made specifically for the mat that it goes on. It all matches, it looks amazing. Um, it has really good terrain coverage too. And we intentionally did, we mixed it up. Like some ter- some tables were lighter mm-hmm. on the tall line of sight blocking terrain and some were super heavy on it. And the reason that we do that is that, uh, even though I totally understand why events <clears> like, <throat> like Nova or the LGT mm-hmm. have the exact same terrain on every table, I totally get it. It's, it's to, uh, to try and uh, shoot for like fairness mm-hmm. and predictability. The thing is you can start to game your army for the terrain, right? Like you know exactly, that's one less variable you have to think about. And that's a totally valid approach. What we've gone for instead is to uh, throw in a variable in the terrain, which forces you to think about your list building, Mm -hmm. right? Like if you go too hard into (laughs) one type of like, you know, all nights or or whatever the case, all flyers, you may find yourself on a table that puts you at a really big disadvantage. Mm -hmm. So you may want to think about, is this really the route I want to go? Yeah, which we saw at the SoCal Open. A couple of people did the extremes and then they suffered for it. Yep. I think of at least two examples. Yeah, and just to go mm-hmm. into it. So mm-hmm. we're one of the only tournaments in the world that uses enclosed ruins. And what I mean by that is it's a building with four walls and a roof, right? And the rules make interacting with those kinds of buildings very challenging. Mm-hmm. So we had one player who I'm not in any way trying to put him down. He's a super nice guy. Mm-hmm. He always helps. He's a great guy, a really nice individual, but he was upset because he took an all jet bike army Mm-hmm. And uh, his opponent, who was Brandon Grant, who's an extremely good player, won the dang event again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he chose secondary objectives that were like, I need to kill your HQs. or I don't mm-hmm. remember exactly which ones he chose, but it was like, I need to kill units. And then Brandon looked at his army and then moved those guys into buildings. Jet bikes can't go into the buildings. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can if they can physically fit inside of it. It's weird. But mm-hmm. um, And then he, he was upset. He's like, I can't get my points. And I'm like, well... I understand your frustration, but you took an army that can't interact with buildings very much, mm-hmm. and then you picked obje- you picked objectives that incentivize your opponent to hide them from you, and then he did. Mm-hmm. So it's like I understand that's frustrating, yeah. but at the same time, you know, you also kind of created your own situation. Yeah. Uh, and then my own teammate, uh, one of my teammates on Team Zero Comp, um, <laughs> similar situation to all Eldar Flyer Army, which was quite popular at the event. Uh, they played on one of the new tables that have a really big building. And um, his opponent hit a lot of his stuff in the building. And he's like, I can't shoot him. And I'm like, well, you did. You took an army that's all flyers. You're upset that your opponent can't inter- that you can't interact with your opponent. But if you were playing against his opponent was playing Oryx, which is almost all melee. I'm like, he literally can't fight you. Mm-hmm. So it's like it kind of goes both ways here. Like you took an army that, that denies interactivity to mm-hmm. a melee army, but then the terrain allows him to do the same to you. So it's like. I do understand that you're frustrated 100%. However, it's kind of the shoe on the other foot. Yeah. So long story short, we, we do this on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Um, we don't try to create a situation where you feel like the terrain defeated you because that's not fun. But we do try to create a situation where it forces you to think carefully about list design mm-hmm. because it's not going to be the exact same terrain on every table, right? You're not going to be able to see the whole table at all times. Right? And that's totally 100% done on purpose, right? You want things that can go into buildings uh, and, and, and either, you know, interact with other units in there or hide or whatever the case may be. You need to think about that when you're coming to our events, because I'd say 40 percent of our tables have maybe not that much, like at least a third of our tables have fully enclosed buildings. And you need to have a strategy for how you're going to interact with units that go into those buildings. Mm-hmm. Like if you take an all tank army and the other guy's hiding in bunkers, you're not going to be able to do anything to them. So yeah. think about that when you're writing your list and you're coming mm-hmm. to one of our events. Yep, and then you know I'd be willing to bet too uh, <clears throat> if we took a poll of all the people playing and you're like, would you prefer to have theme tables that have a lot of variation or the exact same table over and over again? I'd be willing to bet money the majority of people would look, go for variety and looks first. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's only the tippy tip, in my opinion. It's only the most competitive players that want to remove that variable because it makes it easier for them in the list building phase to to maximize efficiency. Mm-hmm. But most players just don't play the game that way. Yeah. So.
But it, long story short, on that note, uh, the train looked awesome. Uh, it did cause some people to give us some critiques, which is fine. We listen. Mm -hmm. uh, but then again, when you're writing your list, think about that, right? Yeah. Give that some thought. Because uh, there was quite a few uh, Eldar flyer lists, and um, they did a lot of them did hit a brick wall when they went onto those tables, mm -hmm. and their opponent was smart and hid units and buildings and just jumped on objectives. Right. Um, and that's just the way it goes, especially Eldar flyers too, because it's like, oh, I'm minus two or minus three to be hit. You're like, cool. Yeah. And you can't assault army. me. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. So you have units I basically don't get to interact with flying yeah. around blasting me. Yeah, but then you just put yourself into a building. You're like, well, you're not getting this. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. So um, it goes both ways. So maybe uh, maybe just bring a little bit more balance. And it goes for knights too. Like mm -hmm. same thing. If you bring an all knight army and some people's hiding in building, a lot of times you can't do anything to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And a lot of people have not very much fun playing against all knight armies. So yeah. give and take. We're all bane blade armies. Yeah. The bane blade armies <laughs> were actually doing quite well. There's was, a few of them yeah. there. A couple of people were doing the three bane blades, which is very frustrating to play against. One of the cooler to, looking the armies least, yeah. that I saw was a, a Attack on Titan themed uh, triple yeah. bane blade army. Uh, mm -hmm. Mariana's indicating something. So Niche Productions says, so terrain affects how the game plays. Sounds fun. Yeah. And we do, we do that 100% on purpose. Uh, are you sure you don't want to make the insides of fully enclosed buildings impassable, says tag 8833? We are sure we do not want to do that because some of our buildings, some of our tables, you would not be able to go on like a third of the table. Mm -hmm. and we have that many buildings on some of our, our tables. Uh, like some of the urban tables have like giant three-story square buildings that look freaking rad. Yeah. And they're really fun to play on. But yeah, like some things can't go inside of them. I mean, it's like, no, you cannot fly a plane into a building unless yeah. you're trying to commit suicide. You know, it's just, mm -hmm. it create, in my opinion, it creates more realistic scenarios, right? Like you need to be, you need to be uh, as good of a player on the table, mm -hmm. looking at the scenario in front of you, looking at the terrain, looking at your opponent's list, looking at the mission, and then adapting. You have to be just as good there or better as you do at the list building right. phase. And you should be building a list for, for an all-comers type yeah. deal. Like, you should have units that can go into buildings and, and clear them out. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, the 40K is the game. Like, the list building phase is super important, obviously. But you don't want the, turn to, the tournament to be won or lost in the list building phase. Because then if that's the case, why even play the game at all? Mm -hmm. Right? Just let internet pundits decide what they think is the best list that week. And right, and then you take that. Yeah. Good. All right. But then when you have a variety of scenarios right. you have to adapt to, it really lets mm -hmm. the highly skilled players show their stuff. Right. Yep. That, that's, that's why we do it. I think there was one more question if we want to jump in and answer it. Uh, bu, bu, bu. Variety for sure, says Red 3 standing by. Mm -hmm. uh, Rip Crew, thank you. You got it. Daedalus, what about having units that can go in buildings, but they can't because their opponent's 1.1 inch away from the wall and they have 32 millimeter bases? Yeah, that's a valid strategy. Now, with infantry, you can because you just say they are going through the wall, right? Yeah, but you with, just go up to the wall and you assault. Right? Yeah, and then yeah. you just you use wobbly model to say, like, yeah, I'm in base to base. Mm -hmm. it, the walls of buildings do not stop infantry or jump infantry, and that's one of the reasons why they're so useful, especially on our tables. Mm -hmm. Jump infantry on our tables are fantastic. Yeah. Um, but if you have, like, a knight and your opponent is more than an inch away from the front of the wall, you can't assault them. Mm -hmm. um, some knights, I think, they have a strategy that lets them reach a little bit further in. But, um, yeah, that, that's all part of the tactics of overcoming your opponent with the terrain as a part of the equation which if you read any military uh any military uh tactics like sun tzu or or or, or any of the great like clausewitz and stuff adapting to the terrain is one of like the most fundamental parts of military strategy and i know this is a game it's not mm -hmm. uh, a, a simulation of actual combat but mm -hmm. in my mind it makes it feel more like the real thing um, unless like you're just playing StarCraft on the same map over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just me. We'd love to hear your opinions on that too. So let's take a look at the uh, top 10 from the SoCal Open Warhammer 40K Championships. We had a great event, have to tip our hat. Brandon Grant won again, and he won in impressive fashion. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you, there, there's no argument now he's one of the best players in the country. Yeah. Truly an elite level player and a really good guy. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon won with uh, Asher Militarum and Ignite Castellan. That combo still works really good. He didn't have Blood Angels. So interesting after the changes to CP, he just went more. You just more. don't have the points. I, and I can say the same thing. I, I was running a Castellan uh, with Grey Knights and, and Guard, and I had really had to tone down how many stratagems that I was going to use. And the thing is, uh, I always say, you know, Grey Knights, they have some, a couple good things, but they use a lot of strategies to make them work. Couldn't do it anymore. 
you know, and then the Castellan barely has enough to get through a couple turns. So yeah, not that I know poor me, but like that's real now, you know. And that was intent, right? Like yeah. that was the whole point. Like it's still obviously it's still good. Brandon won the mm -hmm. event with the Knight Castle. still very good, yeah. And he was playing against Yanari in the finals, which mm -hmm. everybody was like, oh, Yanari's going to dominate now. Mm -hmm. uh, and we didn't have any Yanari until, well, we had fourth place. Mm -hmm. uh, Yanari, which, which they're obviously still amazing. They're still the highest performing faction in the game. Even after two heavy nerfs, nerfs mm -hmm. Soul Burst is still just a fundamentally overpowered mechanic. It just is. I, I really wish it was just like totally changed. Yeah. In a, in a game where you get to act six times, the ability to act 12 times is just clearly mm -hmm. ridiculous. However, um, Yanari did not win, although mm -hmm. we did have three Yanari plays in, in the top 10. Mm -hmm. So that's a testament to how good they are. And if you look at the stats, they're still the most winning faction in the game. Uh, but Brandon, incredible. He was playing against my teammate, uh, uh, Matt Johansson, in the finals. Mm -hmm. Really great game. Go back and watch it on Twitch. We will eventually get it on YouTube. It was incredible. He lost his Castellan on the top of turn one, and he still came back to win the How game. How did he lose the Castellan again? Uh, Matt jinxed it and then just hit it with everything, and Brandon failed. I think he failed every single save. Mm. It was it was ridiculous, and he blew it away, mm -hmm. and everyone was like, oh, that's probably a wrap, but Brandon came back to win it. The, the move mm -hmm. that won him the game, and it was funny because when I, I was walking around checking on it, but they had such a mellow, chill game, they didn't yeah. even need a judge. Um, it looked rough. It looked like Matt was dominating, mm -hmm. and then Brandon had this like evil grin on his face, and I was like, "Oh man, he's got something up his sleeve." And he did. He uh, went in with his uh, uh, Hellhound, um, the Forge World Hellhound, charged into Matt, the middle of Matt's army, and he hit as many units as possible. Mm -hmm. Since you have to swing, you don't have a choice. Matt, with a, a, totally not wanting to, blew it up. Mm -hmm. uh, Brandon re-rolled it with a command point to make it explode took out like 23 models you know that happens to so many people of that's never happened for me ever <laughs> like something will blow up and it's like oh you did like one move yeah like, you know it's and that's happened to you or i got oh, yeah. a flyer and killed half your yep. army yeah. <laughs> that that kind of special magical thing has never happened to me i um, i lost a game at a tournament with my space marines the one game i lost because a guy like at the time, foolishly flew forward to like zap me with, and he, he didn't even kill a single model. I was yeah. like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. I blew it up, he rolled a six, and I was like, I took 23 mortal wounds. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, what yeah. just happened? Oh, I know, it's, it, and Brandon did it intentionally, and it mm -hmm. got him back in the game, and it let him just come back to win it. Yeah. So great, congratulations to him. Uh, Matt, my teammate, ended up going uh, seventh place. Well done to Matt. Um, he, he performed extremely well, was the best person on our team. Uh, Cooper Waddell, this is really interesting as well. Coop, oh, I guess before we do it, do I have to I have to mention one game? Uh, Matt, uh, the 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 game five. The only reason he made it to the final table is he was a he was about to get tabled um, by a Dark Angels player, and uh, his one unit of Shining Spears killed like twelve hundred points. He just went like because he was he was the the it was a Dark Angels flyer army mm -hmm. uh, by Aaron Aaron Wish who's the been kicking ass with uh, uh, Dark Angels, and he just was like bink 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 yeah. just charging flyers blowing them all up went all the way across the table got and won the game. <laughs> with, he had like two units left. Yeah. It was incredible. But um, uh, Cooper Waddell, another really interesting story. He had uh, uh, Tyranids with some Gene Stealer Colt uh, thrown in. He went undefeated. And uh, got second place, best general, and he won best overall. His army's beautifully painted. Mm -hmm. He won Renaissance Man. Uh, really interesting because a lot of people are down on Tyranids, yeah. but um, they did extremely well. Yep. Extremely well. Third place, Alex Aquila. Technically, he also went undefeated with, uh, uh, he had pure uh, Dark Eldar or Jukari. He tied his first game and went undefeated, so that still counts as being undefeated. Slightly less bonus points, but uh, he did extremely well uh, as well. So, pretty interesting. In the top 10, we had Astra Militarum, Tyranids, Drukari, Yanari, mm -hmm. Adeptus Custodes, Shane Watts. Uh, he crushed. He did extremely well. He only lost to Brandon Grant. Uh, did extremely well this event. Uh, we had Chaos Demons in six, uh, Pure Eldar. Uh, it was actually uh, 45 Wraith Guard mm. in uh, seventh place, tied with Matt Johansson, Yanari. Yanari in ninth, Matt Baugh, really good player from Midwest, and then Alan DeHesso, local guy, mm -hmm. with uh, Alpha Legion in 10th. So... A lot of Eldar in there, which is not to be kind of to be expected right now, but yeah. uh, there's a lot of variety in there as well. Mm -hmm. But it was half Eldar. What are you going to do? They're good. They are.
And a lot of the really good players are playing Eldar right mm -hmm. now. Because um, they're good. Yeah. But the thing <laughs> yeah. is, if you look you at the armies, though, there was, again, there was an army with 45 yeah. uh, <clears throat> uh, Wraith Guard. And mm -hmm. then there was um, Pure Dark Eldar, three Inaris. So the, the Inari lists were all pretty similar to each other. Mm -hmm. But uh, there, there was quite a bit of a variety, and I'm happy with but that. But overall, for the tournament itself, there was a lot of variety. It was. Like, I went around to all the tables, yeah. taking a look at everything. Every faction was represented. There was even Necron players. Which was amazing. A couple of Grey Knight players. Yeah. So Grey some Knights, people just not giving in. Grey Knights did not represent very well, yeah. though, to be fair. No. Um, but then again, the, the, the sample set was small. I think we only had like two or three. There might have been two players. Grey Knight players. Yeah. One of them lost all their games. Shaylin did pretty well. Yeah. She she won best Grey Knight She player. hung in there. She did. She didn't get submitted. We'll yeah. put it that way. Yeah. The other player, he was just having a great time. He's like, yeah, yeah I haven't won a game yet. So like, here's like, my yeah, five units of Grey Knight Terminators. Right. Like, ooh. And that really skews the results, yeah. obviously, when you only have a handful of players. Right. But there was everything. I mean, I saw varieties of every army. It was it was really cool. And uh, best appearance was won by Andy Trimlett, a local guy, a great guy, a good friend of ours. Mm -hmm. And yeah, his orcs were actually recently featured on Games Workshop's website. Nice. Every single yeah. orc in his army is customized. Every mm -hmm. single orc. Yes. Like crazy like customized. Customs. Yeah. Yeah. They're not just orc boys you got from a box and put them together. Like every single one looks unique. It's like, insane. There's a clown orc. Where's Waldo orc? Very cowboy orc. Punk yeah. orc. Cowboy <laughs> orc. Like it's insane it's, the yeah. level of detail he put into it. He's so. insane. He's awesome, dude. Yeah. He also made a bunch of the terrain at the event, so it was cool to see him win. Mm -hmm. And on the Age of Sigmar side of things, again, really good turnout, mm -hmm. uh, considerable growth over last year. Nice. Didn't hit major status, which I was bummed about, but... Still growing. Still growing. Yeah. And uh, really happy to see, again, the variety here as well. Uh, Very familiar uh, face there at the top. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Alan Byramovich, a.k.a. PJ Pants, uh, took it all with Flesh Eater Quartz. It's like somebody who's, like, in the major league, like, pulls a groin. They're like, all right, buddy, you got to go down to the minors for a couple days or a couple weeks, and you just crush. He's just hitting home runs, just dingers. Bang, 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 yeah, he, bang. he did really well. Yeah, that's kind of what's going on here. So, Alan, enjoy it while, while it lasts. He got max battle points. Yeah. And uh, his list was really interesting. He had like six um, um, terror geists with uh, ghoul kings on them. It was real. It was a really interesting army, and then you yeah. had like a couple little units here and there for battle line, mm -hmm. and I believe he was summoning in um, more units of ghouls. But it was basically just a monster mash mm -hmm. army. Uh, really interesting, and if, he crushed everybody. And he was having a great time, you know, just really embracing Age of Sigmar. The Age of Sigmar side of the table is always. He was wearing a pajama suit. Mariana says he had a he had a pajama suit on. He's classing nice. it up. Wow. Now he's on Age of Sigmar. Uh, Kurt Roper took second place with Daughters of Cain. Third place was a three-way tie between Alex Gonzalez with Night Haunts. Who was wearing Green, a skeleton onesie. A skeleton onesie the whole time. The entire following. weekend, yeah. And uh, Greg Goad, uh, Daughters of Cain, and Matthew Pashby, one of our painters. Yeah. I didn't have Deepkin. And then down the line, we have Disciples of Zinch, Grand Host of Nagash, Grand Alliance Order, Sylvaneth, Bone Splitters, Iron Jaws, Seraphon, Grand Host of Nagash. So yeah. quite a bit of uh, variety. Good representation. Yeah. And of course, uh, as per usual, some gorgeous armies on that side of the yes. table. Yes, yes, Yeah. So thank you to everybody who came. We will have a full report of Age of Sigmar from the TO. He <laughs> hasn't gotten it to me yet, but he will soon. So we'll have more details on all the ins and outs, all the cool stuff. Uh, but it was it was good to see it wasn't just all Daughters of Cain, which is kind of like the perception What's right now. What's going on right now? Well, that yeah. seems to be the thing with Age of Sigmar. You really can kind of just build a list off of what you like. like what you think looks yeah. cool. Everything does pretty pretty good, you know. I, and the, the, like I was talking to the Age of Sigmar guys, like their game is growing. The player base is so much smaller than 40K, although it's still a big game. Mm -hmm. 40K is just a behemoth. Yeah. Like there's so many combos that just haven't been found yet in that exactly. game. Just because there's not enough people getting repetitions. In. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot left to discover competitively in that game, even without anything new coming yeah. in. And with all the changes that have just been made to it, um, with the uh, that uh, second General's Handbook that came out and all this kind of good stuff, like it's getting... it's. I still think there's some issues with it in terms of competitive play that eventually should be addressed, but it's getting closer to the point where it's going to be taken as seriously, I think, as 40K. I, it's inevitable, I yeah. think. The, 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 obviously, the greatest strength of the game is it is the best models in the world, mm -hmm. in my opinion, uh, are in Age of Sigmar, right. if, especially with plastics. It's just it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like There's a couple companies that make just stunning models, but as a, as a game as a whole, with plastic kits, it's the best in the world, in my opinion. It's better than 40K. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the new kid on the block, the Orcs. In the room. It's causing a lot of waves, as a new codex always does. There's a lot of teeth gnashing. 
I don't, don't, a lot of people are gonna have to see their dentist because they're just like ah, just grinding their teeth. The crazy thing, uh, which is insane, because how has anyone ever gotten mad at orcs? I don't know. Orc players are the best. Like orc players have always been the most fun. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm stereotyping, of course. There's mm -hmm. exceptions to the rule, but generally speaking, orcs have just been the fun army in the game. But now mm -hmm. they're going to be the fun and the good army in the game. Uh, one of the things that is amusing me is people saying that orcs are bad online. I'm like, you're you're high because mm -hmm. they're amazing or the people that are overreacting to certain things and we're going to talk about that but we have a couple questions why don't we jump in there and answer those uh a lot of people are upset about no space marines being no ultramarines in the top 10 no is kind of funny i don't know there's no reason to even like mm -hmm. get upset about that really it's it, again it's the player playing the army that matters it's not don't just look at the army itself um, you can look for trends in an army, but like at an event with a relatively small sample set, mm -hmm. look at the player who's, look at what list the players are playing. Mm -hmm. um, and look at the player playing the list. That's more important. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that, uh, you know, Ultramarines are definitely on the, are in the middle of the power curve statistically, but they still have so many things you can win with. Like, I think I've proved it multiple times now to some people's satisfaction, not to everyone's, but. I wouldn't stress about that. I mean, the top players were, were all kind of playing, uh, were leaning towards Eldar, clearly. And mm -hmm. that means you're going to get top resorts with right. Eldar. The best players are playing an army, you're going to see those in the top. It doesn't exactly. matter who's playing it. Exactly. You know? It doesn't matter what army it is, I should say. If, if the top guys who always do well are playing something, then you're going to see it. it top 25, 50. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. um, but Dark Angels are fine, and Ultramarines are fine. It's just like, and those players do, do fine. Yeah. You know? Just we can stay in the chat, buddy. Sure. Uh, weird current, wired current. I'm hoping the chapter proved will allow me to make a solid use of my ad mech in the competitive scene. Electro priests in drills utilizing Stygies and what I predicted will be a cheap screen heavy metal uh, with the new changes to fly. Thoughts? Yeah. Chapter proved, like, obviously we got to wait a little bit longer before we can talk about it. But mm -hmm. everybody in the game is going to have something to be happy about with chapter proved. Um, well, unless your codex is really new, obviously it's not going to be covered in mm -hmm. it. But. For anybody out there who's languishing with a, with a book that's a little bit older or a little bit behind the power curve, you're probably going to be very happy with chapter proof. So we don't have too much longer to wait. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think if you're playing Admech or Necrons or Grey Knights or Space Marines or, or, or any army that you feel might be a little bit behind the curve, mm -hmm. you're going to probably be stoked with chapter proof. So just hang in there for that. All right, orcs. Orcs. Orcs, 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 orcs. It's I'm here. A, it's finally here. The day. It's finally here. Saturday. It's a big day. So, uh, of course, sales pitch. You can pick it up, any of the new stuff, and including the decks at a discount from Frontline Gaming. Mm -hmm. And free shipping within the continent of the United States orders $99 and up. Yep. So if you want to grab some work stuff, please consider us. And we'd be very happy to take your business. Yeah. But let's talk about the book. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. There you go. Done. For, for anybody out there that's saying they're not strong, you're just wrong, flat out wrong i don't know who's saying it's not strong there's, there's always people complaining ridiculous there's always people complaining. i'm actually on the other side of the fence people are like hating on the orcs but secretly so i'm like yay go orc players and the inside i'm just like oh god it's so good yeah because it really is it's, it's really good it's an exceptional yeah. codex like in, in in regards to power flavor variety it's a home run yeah um, i'm obviously a flavor I'm, of playing for everybody it doesn't matter what your army looks like or or your style of if, if you have a specific style of playing like it's in there Yep. For everybody, all the cultures, like it's just amazing. Gosh, it's really good. Yeah, and it, 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 you hit the nail on the head, buddy. And yeah. the, the thing, I was talking to some of the, the org players at uh, SoCal Open, like Rich Kelton, who's like a dedicated org player. Yeah. And they're so stoked. And the thing that, that I'm hearing over and over again, and, and it reflects my feelings and what you just said, is that you can pretty much pick any type of way to play the orcs and you're going to be able to, to, to do well. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want to play Speed Freaks? You can. Do you want to play Shooting Arts? You can. Do you want to mm -hmm. play all robots? You can. Mm -hmm. Do you want to play Green Tide? You can. Like, they're all good, right? They're, they're so, so good. Uh, and then in our 147, uh, good point. I'm going to interject really quickly. Ultramarines got fourth place in a, a GT a few weeks ago. Nick Donavati did it. It can be done. Yeah, mm -hmm. Space Marines have so many good things in the book. People just tend to focus on the negative if they're being pessimistic, but yeah. there's a ton of power in it. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot to talk about with Oryx. Uh, mm -hmm. We don't have time to kind of go like through everything, and a, a lot of people have already done it mm -hmm. over the weekend. So in chat, if you guys want to shoot us some questions and we can talk about some of the highlights. Um, one of my favorite things, and I, I've, I'm a, been an Oryx player forever, I have a huge Oryx army, is that 
in my opinion, all of the clan cultures are good. They mm-hmm. all have something to offer. Yes. Uh, my personal favorites, uh, Evil Sons is my is my favorite because the speed is bonkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it really suits my style of play. I like to play with truck boys. And Evil Sons, shooter boys and trucks, they can move. They move 13 plus D6 plus one, shoot normally. And if you have a death killer war trike, um, you can still charge after doing that too. It's so good. They're so fast. Like I played Frankie last night. He has a gnarly 27 sniper drone bananas tower army. Mm-hmm. And all my guys went 21, between 19 and 21 inches on the first turn. Mm-hmm. I could have charged him if I wanted. I didn't want to get blown up in Overwatch. Yeah. But I had like my whole army basically right in front of him on the first turn. He was just like shot. Yeah. Um, and then my second favorite clan is uh, Bad Moons. Mm-hmm. Bad Moons Ludas are borderline too good in my opinion. It is so crazy what you can do with them. They reroll once to hit, you have exploding sixes, like all orcs to shoot. Mm-hmm. And then the bad moon stratagem of shooting twice. In one turn, I got 90 shots from one unit of Ludos. Jeez. And I just wrecked like 400 points of his army. Yeah. And uh, the the combo with there is with Grotz. You mm-hmm. have Grotz stand in front of them. Mm-hmm. The Grotz are like drones on a two up, they take the damage. So your Ludos are really, they're really fragile. But you take a unit of, of uh, a couple units of grass to fill out a battalion to get your CP, mm-hmm. stand in front of them. They're super hard to get to because then you've got a you know custom force field. Um, the pain boy doesn't work on the grots, but uh, it, it's, it takes a lot of effort to try and dig out those ludas who are just just delivering death and destruction yeah. down on your opponent. Another really good one that I've been using is um, Bad Moon's Tank Buster Boys teleporting in, double shooting them. It's 30 rockets to twin linked against uh, vehicles. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's so many good combos in this book. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I think you're going to start, honestly, we're going to see um, 2019, a lot of uh, orcs in top 10s on the big tournaments. Like you are. Because they're just, the bit the, the good players are going to pick up on stuff like you're picking up on. And it's almost, it's it's so good. It's it, going to be so hard for people to deal with it. I think, because I think the big, the big, big, big mm-hmm. strength here, I think what orcs are really going to do to the meta is I think Eldar are going to struggle deal, to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Because for one, like the Eldar Flyer Army, which we saw a ton of, tractor cannons are like almost a hard counter to Eldar Flyers because Eldar Flyers rely on being minus one up to minus three to hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll answer that question. A lot of people think, a lot of people don't understand how orc artillery works. Um, if we scroll up, if you want to scroll up a little bit, somebody was asking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the tractor cannon, for those of you who don't know, it's an uh, it's a T5, T5, six pounds, T5, five pounds. It's a really burly artillery piece. Um, and if you give it the tractor cannon, it automatically, it's a crack missile that automatically hits, mm-hmm. which is super good, right? It's extremely good. Um, but a lot of people are getting it wrong. Their T5 was six wounds and a five up save, right? And then the crew or a part, the crew and the model are treated as a single model for all rules purposes. So a lot of people are, are flipping out because they think the uh, tractor cannon gets clan cultures. It doesn't because it's a grot, it's a grot aggression unit. They don't get clan culture and mm-hmm. they only can use stratagems that are specifically geared for grots. Mm-hmm. So they're not nearly as good as people think they are, but they're still really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the big thing here is if you have someone has like um, Hemlock Wraith fighters that are normally super hard to kill, if you have a couple of tractor cannons, you're, you're gonna give them a, a bad day. And against uh, flyers, they automatically explode if you kill them with them. And you roll 2d6, right. take the highest for damage. Mm-hmm. So they're really good, but the thing is, like, people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna take 15 tractor cannons." That's that's a terrible army. Yeah. Like, unless you're only playing against, I don't know, flyers or knights or something like that, mm-hmm. in which case it'd be quite good. But if you're playing against like a chaos horde mm-hmm. or another orc horde, they're terrible. They're yeah. gonna kill maybe one guy a turn. Like a space marine in cover, you're gonna auto hit it, wounded on a two plus, and he has a four up save against mm-hmm. it. You're, you're gonna kill like six space marines a turn or, or mm-hmm. seven space marines a turn. It's just not, they're not as good as people think they are. They're super good, but they're not as good as people think they are. They're not broken. Hmm. Um, uh, for 40, they're only 45 points too. They're really cheap. And uh, the other thing to re- think about too is in missions like like Nova missions, ITC missions, uh, even ETC missions, uh, each one of those is its own unit and they're not that hard to kill. You're going to be bleeding kill points left and right. Um, yeah. so, so what I found in play testing is I usually take three of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I take three tractor cannons just to deal with transport vehicles, to kind of throw some wounds at nights, and to mostly to deal with flyers, which orcs 
without it, they mm-hmm. really struggle to hurt flyers. Yeah. What about Storm Boys? Storm Boys are amazing. Yeah. So they can deal with flyers. Storm Boys are amazing. Yeah. Uh, they can charge them. Yeah. But they're just good in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, tag eight eight three three. Do you think Gretchen will replace boys in most orc armies? It's a really good question. I know a lot of competitive orc players that are saying they're not going to take any boys. I think that's a mistake. Um, I I take a lot more Gretchen now than I did because just for the strat, the strat that any infantry that are behind the grots, when you shoot them, the grots become uh, drones from Tau. When a two-up, they take a mortal wound and then mm-hmm. the unit behind them doesn't take it. It's stupid good, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, another person in the chat mentioned, or Daedalus81 mentioned a snake bite warlord trait that makes grots fearless. Uh, again, amazing. The grots don't get the six-up feel no pain because they don't get the clan culture uh, but they become fearless with the warlord trait, which is good. Um, the, the combo I always do is a, a, a mech boy with a kef, and then you give him that warlord trait, and then all your grots are fearless, and they're really good for ground control. Thing to remember, though, is uh, orcs still die in droves. They are not any more resilient than they ever were. Mm-hmm. You know, if you play Death Skulls or Snake Bites, you get a little bit of a bonus, but they still die like nothing. Orc boys went mm-hmm. up to seven points. Um, they're more expensive which it makes them a little bit less appealing. I know a lot of people are planning on not using boys, but I think that's a mistake because they hit harder and they have, there's so many stratagems and special rules that only affect boys that I think you're really missing out if you don't take some. Um, here's an example. The, uh, if you take a unit of 30 boys and make them hard boys for two CP, that gives them a five up save, mm-hmm. which is really good in combat. Uh, you can use basically Tide of Traitors on them. Uh, it's the exact same thing. Where a unit of boys, it can go down to one boy left, you pay, I think it's two CP, and then they come on on any table edge back to full strength. Like, you're, you're missing out if you're not taking advantage of that with at least one unit. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see, I'll find the, uh, the stratagem. Unstoppable Greed Tide, it's three CP, and uh, you set up a unit within six inches of a table edge, uh, nine inches from enemy units. That's a game-winning stratagem. Uh, it's, it's really, really good. And um, like I said, you could use uh, hard boys, give them a five up save. Uh, you can use the looted stratagem mm-hmm. if you're within three inches of a vehicle when it's destroyed. Yeah. For one CP, you get another uh, plus one to your save. So for boys, you can go up to a four up save. Yeah. Or for uh, knobs, you can go up to a, um, a three up save. Right. Well, I just think give them, make them goths and give them that uh, plus one. Scar boys. In uh, close combat. It's not plus one to win, it's plus one strength. Oh, plus one strength, that's right. And then, you know, you throw them in trucks and something, just run up the field. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, boys boys are, are, are really good. I think because they went up a point, like, the 180 boys, like, mm-hmm. literally goes down to 150 boys. So it, it is a big difference, but they do hit harder, but they still die just as easily as they did. I think it's a wash. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I think you're going to see less orc boys than you did, uh, only because Gretchen is so much appealing, but the boys that you do have are going to be better. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one that I'm really excited about and I've seen a lot of other people talking about is uh, Knobs. Knobs are freaking baller now. 14 points, um, uh, strength five, three attacks base, uh, two wounds, four up save. And then uh, I think two of the guys in the unit can have cyborg body, which gives them a uh, feel no pain. Mm-hmm. And then you can give them whatever war gear you want. So they're only twice as much as a boy, but they're better than twice as good. Mm-hmm. Better defense, better offense. Um, fit into a smaller space. Knobs are really, really appealing now. One of the combos that I've uh, been doing is you take the Bone Breaker um, uh, Battle Wagon. It's the melee Battle Wagon. Uh, it has a transport capacity mm-hmm. of 12. Um, transport capacity of 12, it's T8. It's, got a, a, it's not open top, but you don't care if you're putting knobs in it. And then you get the Bone Breaker Ram. You get plus D6 attacks on the charge uh, with your Defrola. The Defrola hits on a two. It is strength uh, nine, AP two, two damage a pop. So what you do is you use the Teleporta. Uh, you put a full unit of knobs in there with two ammo runs. Deep strike that bad boy down. And then you use the charge 3d6 stratagem. You go into a unit charging 3d6, which when you can reroll any or all of the dice, it's, a, it's extremely likely mm-hmm. that you make it. Uh, you use ramming speed for two CP. Uh, roll 3d6 when making a charge move. Uh, in addition, if you finish within one inch of an enemy unit on a two plus, it takes d3 mortal wounds. So the bone breaker drops down, goes in, does mortal wounds, does six plus d6 strong attacks that hit on twos. Mm-hmm. Next turn, your boys get out and blast people, or 
you can use the boarding action stratagem. Uh, at the end of the fight phase, select an enemy vehicle that cannot fly as within one inch uh, of a truck or battle wagon. Models inside can make a single attack. So you drop down, go forward, mortal wounds, a bunch of wounds, and then the guys inside do one attack each. Is it one model can do one attack, or is it Everybody every model inside. can do one attack? Okay. And how would you kit out your noms? I prefer to either go slug a chopper or mm -hmm. big chopper. Okay. So the big no chopper. Power you, you, you could throw like one, maybe two power claws in there, but the big mm -hmm. chop was where it's at, in okay. my opinion, uh, because it, they hit just as hard as Bolgren. It's strength seven, AP one, two mm -hmm. damage. Nice. Yeah, it's so good. And then if you're a goth, you know, you're getting exploding sixes to hit, mm -hmm. uh, you know, really, really strong. And then they yeah. get out and they just cream everybody. That combo is extremely good. Um, the, 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 the thing you have to be careful of is if you have a really smart opponent with the right models, they can just surround the battle wagon and you're kind of stuck until mm -hmm. you can kill everybody. But in my, in my experience, it works really well. It's very powerful, very powerful. Because with the teleporter stratagem, um, a, vehicle, uh, a vehicle for two CP gets to deep strike, or any, any unit can, de can deep strike, mm -hmm. as long as it's power level <laughs> 20 or less, and any units inside of it stay inside of it. So it's, it turns pretty much any vehicle into a draw pod. Uh, yeah. Another one that people are doing is the Gorkonaut. You drop it, yeah. go in, and it's savage. It's extremely uh, strong. Really, really good combo. Uh, did, let's jump in and ask, uh, answer some questions because I'm sure there's been a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I'm super excited about orcs. If you can't tell, they're this is interesting. Mega good. Uh, tag eight eight three three. The base changes to boys are a bigger nerf than the one point per mile increase. Yeah, but that's not. They're showing most boys on thirty two millimeter bases in the book. That's not an official rule mm -hmm. at this point in time. It may become so. It does really change the way orcs play because it means you get less boys into combat and it makes things like mega knobs and knobs even more appealing because mm -hmm. you're condensing more attacks into a smaller space. But um, you don't have to put your boys on 32 millimeter, 32 millimeter bases at this point in time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, mega knobs, stir crazy. Um, really, 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 really good. Mega knobs went down to 35 points uh, mm -hmm. with their basic kit. They have four shots each. They have uh, three power claw attacks, yeah. two up save, three wounds, three attacks. What culture do you like with Mega Knobs? Is it all, all it, pretty good? Um, it depends, man. Like The golf, six up invul one's not bad. Yeah. Because you have your two up, six up. Mm, yeah. The, the six up invul's really good. The feel no pain is really good. Mm -hmm. um, golf is really good because you get more attacks. Because like, if you go Mega Knobs with Goffs, mm -hmm. and you say you go double kill saws on each guy, which makes him AP4, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Then each guy has four base attacks. If you have gas, they go up to five. If you cast Warpath, they go up to six attacks a guy. And then you have a, a, a wall banner. They're hitting on twos. Mm -hmm. Unmodified sixes give you extra attacks. They'll kill anything they touch. It's absurd how hard they hit. They'll kill a knight, like, it'll be with, with, with comical ease. Mm -hmm. They'll chop a knight in half, uh, unless the knight has an invul save in melee. Uh, Mega knobs are really good. Another one that I've had fun with is dropping them in a normal battle wagon, doing the same trick I just talked about. Mm -hmm giving them all a combi scorcher and then they each have a heavy flamer. Yeah. Drive up and just set somebody on fire. Um, Mega knobs are great. You're going to be seeing them a lot on the table. Um, especially if you have a pain boy and a um, um, uh, Kef mech nearby mm -hmm. to give yeah. them a really good defense in the shooting phase. Oh, access venture. Sorry. I, I didn't mean the, um, the six up uh, feel no pain. One. Six up feel no pain. Yeah. 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 Uh, War bikers are indeed only 23 points. Axis mm. Venture Bean. Uh, War bikers and Knob bikers are really good. Uh, one of the fun ways to play them is as uh, Evil Sons. Um, you move, they move as Evil Sons, they go 16 plus D6 plus 1. And then if you have a Death Killer War Trike, they can still charge after doing so. They shoot normally even if they advance. So you can move the whole unit up like 22 inches. Uh, right in your opponent's face, blast them. They have a stratagem that lets them move again as if it were the movement phase. So they can jump, shoot, jump, like the way Tau used to do it, mm -hmm. which I'm sure Tau players would be not happy that mm -hmm. the orcs get to do it. So you can you can move out of cover, blast somebody, go back. Um, or you can just move forward, advance, blast somebody without any minus to hit, and then charge them. And the, the war bikers are good in combat. Uh, Nob bikers are extremely good at this too. They hit much harder. Uh, war bikers are really good. Uh, really, really good. There's, there's so many ways to play the the boys. Mm -hmm. uh, claws or saws for Mega Armor Knobs asks Red3 standing by. It just depends. I, what I usually do is I mix. I take a mix. Like um, when I run 10, I'll take a couple combi scorches, a couple kill saws, but mostly just the normal setup. And I find that that works best for me because 
their shooting is actually really good because remember, orcs all have exploding sixes to hit in the shooting phase. Um, they're all good, man. Mm-hmm. Like, really just depends. Freebooters are extremely good. Mm-hmm. Like, you kill one unit and everybody around them gets plus one to hit. It's crazy. Um, Nicaea, uh, another, I know everyone is freaking out about tractor cannons, but they're, no one really is understanding how they play. Tractor cannons do not get clan cultures. They're a grot unit. Mm-hmm. So they don't, you can't take Death Skull tractor cannons and reroll the hit, the wound, and mm-hmm. the damage. Well, they don't have a hit roll, but yeah. it's not as good as you think it is. They're still really good. They're still really good, but it's not what you think. They, mm-hmm. they don't get any benefit. They don't benefit mm-hmm. from the clan culture. They don't benefit from most of the stratagems. Um, but they're still great. Uh, as a top player, it makes me feel bad that another guy got jump, shoot, jump, that 11 guy says. Yeah, I get it. That's just strategy, though. It is, yeah. And, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, it, that was, like, a kind of a signature Tau move, so I, I do get it. Yeah. But um, it's really cool for the Evil Sons. Uh, a lot of the new, like, buggies and such are really good. Um, the drags, the, the shock jump drag is my favorite, especially if you play it as Death Skulls. It has actually really good shooting. And the ability to, on a 4-plus, teleport anywhere on the table is game-winning, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. you just jump onto an objective. Um, Red 3 standing by. Does it seem like three to four war buggies outperform the new buggies or war bikes? Uh, I accept. I expect the dragster because of high strength uh, shooting. The the new buggies like they're brand new, right? And like even in playtesting, it's kind of like they're so new. Like the points may not be right on the nose. I think we did a good job, uh, or the or GW did a good job with it, but um, it might not be perfectly accurate, or mm-hmm. we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're pretty dang close. And whether or not they're going to outperform Warbikers, I think it just depends on what you want them to do. Warbikers perform a very different role. Uh, most of the new buggies are um, very specific, like the Shock Jump Drax that has accurate low number of shots, but they're high damage. Um, the Squig Buggy does has a lot of shots, and they have all the different ways to do it. Mm-hmm. It just really depends on what you're trying to do with them. Um, and I think a lot of people will play them just because the models are really, really good. Yep. Uh, Stir Crazy asks, how are the Orc Flyers? They're excellent. The Dakajet's my favorite. He's about 150 points. He has 18 strength 6 AP1 shots. If he shoots all his guns at the same target, it's plus one to hit. Hitting on fours. I think the obvious choice is uh, Bad Moons for reroll once to hit. But, you know, I think you can make a good case for a Feel No Pain or an Invul save mm-hmm. on him. Um, the Orc Flyers are really good uh, a lot. Um, do the orc flyers have here we go <clears throat> no they just have daca 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 no they they're just asking about vehicles oh or <clears> vehicles, <throat> vehicles have here mm-hmm. we go um I, let me double check i believe so um no they have daca 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 oh so i may have misspoken on the um battle wagon my apologies um sorry about if i confused anybody on that mm-hmm. one i think tau still has a lot of uniqueness 27 yeah. sniper drones yeah, is what Frankie G and Papa, the the madman, is using. Tag eight eight three three. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. I'm sorry if I confused anybody. The vehicles do not have. Here we go. Yeah. Um, only uh, the models that have it, which are mostly just non-vehicle models, mm-hmm. uh, except. Let me double check. I think um, Death Dreads have it. Killicans don't, and the Morkanot and the Grokanot do have it. So the Morkanot deep striking down is extremely likely to just smash somebody. Um. Mm-hmm. Are trucks speed freaks? Asks Tag eight three three. No, uh, trucks are not speed freaks. The only models that are speed freaks are like the bikes, the buggies, uh, stuff like that. So, yeah. orcs are great. You should be extremely happy if you're an orc player. There's mm-hmm. so much, so many ways to play them. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I haven't really played them since we play tested it. So a lot of it is is new to me again too because mm-hmm. I'm re I'm rediscovering some of the crazy combos and it's like wow they're so good. Um, and they're they're really fun to play. They're fun to play against as well. Yeah, it's nice to see the boys finally getting their time in the sun. Yeah, it's been a long time. It really a has long, 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 long time. And they were the best performing index army. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so they weren't really like that far behind. But mm-hmm. now they're just going to get a huge jump up. If you're playing against orcs, one of the things you want to get used to is the insane speed. If they build their army that way, mm-hmm. they are going to be up in your face probably charging you on turn one. So yeah. you need to be ready for that. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just going to get run over. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're, you'll have like a whole army of boys right in front of your face. 
And then, of course, they've got great shooting with Ludos and Tank Busters and Burnas. And yeah. the backfield for the Orcs is really strong, too. So get ready for it. Get ready this get Saturday. Ready I, I, and like I said, I think the biggest part is they are going to be, in my opinion, we'll see how it plays out. I think that, that Eldar are really going to struggle to deal with Orcs. Good. Because Orcs have the right Shake tools to smat, to really give them a walloping. Yeah. Um, with things like the tractor cannons, just the sheer number of boys they have, mm -hmm. they're almost as fast, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. Let's shake well, it up. Excited. Excited. Right. So let's uh, zip through the ITC updates. Mm -hmm. And the we'll, yeah, so we have quite a few events coming up. We have a, what is that, 30, there's a, there's, 25, 30 events this weekend? Uh, there's a lot. Yeah. So we have events again all over the world Norway, mm -hmm. uh, Texas. Australia, Sweden, Sweden, all over the place. We do have a major battle for salvation in West Harrison, New York. Long running, well-respected, great mm -hmm. event. Uh, can't wait to see who comes out on top there. We have a GT at the Mugu Games. Uh, great, another really great uh, game store up in Everett, Washington. Mm -hmm. Check that out. And then there's a ton of RTTs all over the world. Yeah, a couple in the UK as well. Yeah. Going on. Uh, and then we have uh, some Age of Sigmar events coming up, mm -hmm. including two GTs in the month of November. We have the Den Denver Age of Sigmar Grand Tournament and the Age of Sigmar Du Bois Grand Tournament. And that's at Du Bois GT mm. uh, up in upstate New York, which is another brilliant event. Mm -hmm. Current 40K ITC top uh, five. Now, this does not include the SoCal Open yet. That should be in there in the next day or two because um, Brandon Grant would have moved into fifth place with his SoCal Open win. But uh, we got Nick Nonavati still leading the pack. Mike Porter of the UK in uh, second. Matt Rood in third, Trent Northington in fourth, and Josh Death uh, currently in fifth, but Brandon did displace him with his SoCal win. Mm. Uh, 40K ITC, Hobby Track, top uh, five. And again, SoCal Open is going to shake this up, but it's not in there yet. Beth, uh, Matthew Bodnarchuk in first, Lou Rollins in second. Lou was at SoCal Open, and his army is gorgeous. Which one did Lou have? He had the Death Watch. The really nicely painted Death Watch with the mm. two Corvus Black Stars. Oh, right. Over. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Really good-looking army. <clears throat> Mike Giannone in third, David Danhauser in fourth, and Antonio Cedeno in fifth. Your Age of Sigmar current top five, Joe Cryer leads the pack mm -hmm. uh, in first place. And again, SoCal Open is going to shake this up, but those haven't gotten uploaded yet. James Thomas in second. He was not at no. SoCal Open. I was surprised. No. Matthew Pashby in third. Uh, he did great at SoCal. Matthew Jones in fourth, and Josh Harvey in fifth. Yeah, so I would expect Matt uh, Pashby to be going up. Yeah. Um, as well as Alex Gonzalez, most likely. Yeah, they yeah. both they tied for third. They're yeah. going to get a big score. Uh, Age of Sigmar RTC Hobby Track, top five. Sid Singh in first place. Philip Verduzco in second. Josh Lara in third. Ben Nelson in fourth. Joseph Halifacker in fifth. Shadespire, current top five. Mike Course leads the pack, followed by Andrew Everhart. Brandon Ulick in third. Matt Everhart in fourth. Tony Field in fifth. Check out this awesome Alpharius commission. Mm-hmm. Recently completed by our pace today. Well, it could be Alpharius. We don't know. Uh, true. It might be Omegon. I'm not really sure. Or just, might or just be some a, a regular dude. trooper. Yeah, just just really about to give it to that uh, Imperial Fist, unfortunately. That Imperial Fist is not looking happy. <laughs> I just noticed his hand outstretched. Like, help, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I gotcha. About to stab him. So, you, he was yeah, stabbing he, him in the butt. Yeah, what a jerk. He's just like, <laughs> this guy's like crawling away. He's like, oh, I gotcha now. So uh, oh. anyways, yeah, this is a master class. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it is. And just, yeah, it's gorgeous. I mean, look at every single scale is painted. And the blending is gnarly. The blending, there's non-metallic metallics being used here. Um, just tons of detail, tons of character. Well, the, Even the base. The base know. has light reflecting off Alpharius that's changing Correct. the color of the rocks. Right. It's really good. Yeah, so this is really good. If you guys have any of your uh, Horse Heresy character series, you know, we'd love to do this for you. Um, this, uh, this obviously is a master class project, so the highest that we offer. Um, but our Tabletop Plus in this these Horse Heresy series is also really, really good. I think we just showed last week or the week before we had a, a Lehman Russ. That yep. was down to tabletop quality. Still very, very nice. It was gorgeous. Yeah, you should really kind of treat yourself, if you're, especially if you're going to put all that time and energy into like building this giant 30K army. Like You really want to have that centerpiece of your Primarch. Yeah, the Primarch should be the focal point of the army. Exactly. You put it in your, on your mantle, right? Girlfriends, friends come over. You can sit there and talk to them about it for a couple hours. Oh, yeah. They love it. Oh, yeah, that definitely seals the deal. You show them parade formation. <laughs> if you're single, don't do that. Yeah, you got to wait till wait, you, got wait till you the have the girlfriend wait, yeah. to embarrass. And then, yeah, uh, when their friends come wait over. Wait till you've gone on like three or four dates yeah. and then hit her with the... 
be like, let me show you something. You open your cabinet and oh, it's just parade ground. Yeah, like, that might not do you any favors. Oh, okay. Although Griggles did on, he met his wife on uh, online dating and he put on his profile, I paint miniatures. Nice. She was, and he, she he was like, I'm into it. He said that was why she picked him because she was like, I like your honesty. You're not trying to pretend like you're like, yeah. Johnny cool guy. Some cool <laughs> so, guy on a motorcycle, yeah. Uh, so let's answer some questions in chat before we wrap, wrap it up. Mm -hmm. uh, Stir Crazy says three trucks with orb boys. I like orb boys. What are orb boys? They're Necrons. Backed up by my bikes and storm boys. It, does it seem all good. seems great. Yeah. That's a pretty like just standard good orc list. I play okay. truck boys too. That's my favorite yeah. way to play. And there, there's ups and downs to it. Mm -hmm. Definitely, there is ups and downs to it. The speed is incredible. Do they still go closer if they blow up? No, I wish. Oh, God, but they do the have ramshackle. Ram they yeah. still have ramshackle, but That was different. the best when you used to blow them up and they'd go <laughs> forward. Like, You're like, yes! <laughs> You're like, do it. Uh, but uh, tr truck boys are still really, really good. It's just, it's, it's got its ups and downs. It's it, like, uh, like in my game against Frankie uh, with his Tau, mm -hmm. Tau still shoot like ridiculous. Like all of them were dead and almost all the boys were dead. I, I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> but it did buy me time, which is mm -hmm. all I needed uh, to win the game. Uh, it's kind of weird that the big mech with Kef, um, can you scroll up? I missed that. Scrolled up before I could finish reading it. Oh, they were said, he said that it's weird that the big mech with um, the, what is it? Custom force field is not in... The codex, even though yeah. it has an actual official model. Yeah, I know. There, Which is weird. There's a lot of things that are only available in the index, and when you know, if and when that ever goes away, orc players are going to be. Now it was Pinecast model, and who knows? They might want to just get rid of it. Red three standing by. You can still three d six inch charge battle wagon. Yeah, and if you're evil sons, you get plus one to that as well. Uh, where can I find the CWE list with the over? Uh, Valerie, if you ever want to find any list, subscribe to BCP. It's like five bucks a month or like mm -hmm. 40 bucks a year or something like that. It's very reasonable. And you get access to every single list in there. Mm -hmm. So if you ever want to go see who's winning and what they're winning with, that's the way you do it. It also helps support be uh, Best Coast pairings and to keep them doing what they're doing, which is really important for the tournament scene. Uh, never mind Jamba. So he's, he's, he's saying, he's what, he's saying what the list a was. A rough idea, yeah. Uh, this is something I think we can answer. Axis of Entropy, we should have mats that would be the appropriate size for games like Kill Team by November. So End tomorrow. of November. By tomorrow. End of November. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, th those are, we're in the process of doing that right now. Yeah. Uh, the the Gauze Pylon Necron list was cool, so Sparky1477, yeah, he did really well too. Or he did, he did really well for, amongst the Necron For players. a Necron player. Uh, Ghost Valley, so do I have this right? The models in the transport don't count towards the teleported power level restriction. Uh, let's read it. I think the total... Let's read the it. The total power level of the unit that's transported has to be under 20. You can set up an orc unit from your army with a power rating of 20 or less on a teleporty pad instead of picking, placing it on the battlefield. Units on a teleporter pad can teleport down at the end of the movement phases. Set them up anywhere on the battlefield that is more than 9 inches from any, any models. Any enemy models. If you use this stratagem on a transport... All units embarked inside it remain so when they do set it up on the teleporter. So it's the unit itself, which is deep striking, which is the transport vehicle. Hmm. It doesn't count as the unit being inside as well. well. Interesting. You can set up an orc unit uh, from your army with a power rating of 20 or less in the teleporter pad. Mm -hmm. There you go. And they've never defined that the power rating goes up. Well, I guess technically it's two units, though. No, it just says that if there's a unit inside, it remains so. Right. That's an interesting okay. one. Yeah, it just it turns it into a drop. I had Thirty goth storm, storm breeze. I think that would be over twenty power level, right? Um, stir crazy. Why does that seem OP? The storm boys deep strike. Well, I, I don't. I think that would be over twenty power level. I would assume thirty storm boys. Um, let's check. We got the book. It's not like a magic bullet. You can't just do anything. Like you, 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 you are still have to make a you're restricted. You're, in, you're you're restricted by power level as well. I mean, there's lots of absolute dick punch units that can deep strike down and just wreck your face. Yes, um, granite terminators. Bloodletter bomb. Just, uh, uh, just throwing that out there. Terminators. It's your favorite. Where are we at? Where are they? You're looking for Storm Boys. Yeah. Yeah. Storm Boys power rating. Let me see. They'd be seven. A full size unit is. What's a full size unit? Ten. Full size unit is fifteen. Okay, power. so you could only be fifteen at the most. Well, the thing is, they deep strike on their own. You don't have to use the teleporter. Yeah. So it does. There is no restriction on it. And the teleporter is still. Restricted by the the first turn rule, as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. In match play. Mm -hmm. So I mean, thirty. I mean, you come in on t on you come down on turn two. Mm -hmm. You have to make a nine inch charge with no benefit except for the reroll 
uh, unless you're evil sons, which then you get plus one. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be a unit of 30, yes. They're, they're five to 30. And what would be the power rating on that? It doesn't, you keep bringing that up. It doesn't matter. Um, like, I don't, it's not, how is that different than any other powerful melee unit coming down? Mm-hmm. I don't think they have any particular advantage. Mm-hmm. It's less likely that they make the charge out of reserves than any other unit. Uh, I mean, I, I guess that's not true. It's, it's, it's not as good as like blood letters who are almost guaranteed to make the charge from mm-hmm. reserves. Um, they're really good though. I'm not trying to downplay it, yeah. but 30 blood letters is much scarier in my opinion than 30 storm boys from reserves. Cause they have like, they're almost assured to make the charge. Mm-hmm. It's a three D six inch charge with a reroll plus one. These guys have a two D six inch charge with a reroll, maybe plus one. So it's still, the odds are still not great. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that like you're flat out wrong. They're still really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I would actually play them. Um, on the, starting on the table, because then you can move uh, 12 plus D6. If you're, if you're Evil Sons, you could go 13 plus D6 plus 1 or Auto 6, which would give you, what is that, 20-inch automatic movement. Uh, and then if you have a, a War Boss nearby that can still charge, 2D6 plus 1, you can just first turn charge starting on the table. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's I would rather just do that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you don't get the extra attacks of being a goth, but you're way faster. Uh, Sparky1477 had a close game against Alex where I could have tabled him turn two if he went first but lost overwhelming Magnus. Was a close game. Yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Red 3 standing by. In my opinion, the Gorkon- the drop Gorkonaut is going to be in a lot of lists because mm-hmm. he gets the reroll, he gets the 3d6 inch charge, he hits like a truck, you make him a goff, he has exploding sixes to hit, he gets 18 attacks. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that. That's probably the best way to do it. Um, with the with the drop and pop stratagem, that's a really scary unit because drops down, and shoots like the Dickens, and then he goes mm-hmm. in and just thunder punches you. Uh, Opinions on killer cans? Killer cans are really really good. Um, I don't think they're overpriced at all. For fifty two points, you get a model that is tough to kill, has a rock a, a, a BS four rocket. That's my favorite way to play him. He gets quite a few attacks. Now you, you have to have a knob with a wall banner to make him hit on fours. Uh, if you're in a unit of three or more, they can go up to like five attacks a guy. And they're uh, hitting on fours of the rockets. If you go bad moons, they're going to be rerolling once to hit. If you take a full unit, you could double shoot them. It's not very efficient, but you could. Um, you just have a Kef mech follow them around, giving them an invul save and fixing them. And uh, they're, they're really good. Um, the old can wall where you have the cans and then a shit ton of boys, that's going to be a good list. Mm. And they just walk up the table at you. Um, I think it would be great. I have the army myself. I plan on uh, taking it out for a spin. They have a four-up save, yeah. And then they have a five-up invul save from the calf. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed episode 614 of Signals from the Frontline. Get ready for the orcs. They're going to shake yep. the meta up, almost guaranteed. And, uh, of course, if you want to pick up the new Battlefield map, please do so. And if you want to grab the orc codex, you can do so at a discount from Frontline Gaming. Mm-hmm. And please... Get them both, and you're over $99. Free yep. shipping right there. Also, uh, for the Las Vegas Open, I forgot to mention this, the uh, Star Wars Legion event sold out. Wow. If you want to be added to the waiting list, please do so. Fl- uh, uh, Flames of War also sold out. If you want to be added to the wait list, uh, please do so. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the other units, uh, a couple of the other events are damn near out. So yeah. please grab your ticket sooner than later. All right. We'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for joining us. All right, guys.